This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Saturday Squeeze is your shortcut to being informed weekend style. I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. Saturday Squeeze this week, the love of animal content continues to amaze me. (laughs) (laughs) This is one of the things that Squeezes should know about. I love animal stories. Kate's not so keen. I'm not so keen, but I am outnumbered. So we will have a chat about that. We pair that with the latest on the economy. Yep, the breadth of the content that we're going for here today is quite considerable. Uh, We're also looking at tech layoffs and that continues to fill the business pages. Uh, Also to preview to next week, which will be very defence dominated. Oscars dominated as well, though, we are hoping. So let's get into it. All right, animal stories off the top. The sub-genre, I guess, here at The Squiz (laughs) is animal stories that make us smile. Mm-hmm. As you say, it's not really my thing. Mm-hmm. Seems I'm outnumbered, as I said. And this was the most clicked link out of the Squiz Today newsletter. It was a story of a koala that wandered into a servo in the Adelaide Hills and clung on to the leg of a staff member. And it was all captured on CCTV and then, of course, widely shared. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I say widely, it went global. Uh, even serious news outlets like Reuters reported on it <laughs> and they shared it to all their social media accounts. I feel like this doesn't help the cause of particularly Americans who think that kangaroos <laughs> jump across the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Exactly. Koalas going into servos. Yeah. Cuddling staff members doesn't do doesn't much. <laughs> and I mean, you don't even really want to cuddle a koala. They're no quite, way. Like, they're quite scary. This actually. one was a, what is it, a stage five clinger as well? <laughs> Very, very clingy. That was a very popular story this week. Also ranking highly was the story of a lost musk duck. Don't know what that is. Do I need to know (laughs) what that is? Just move on. That was spotted outside of Alice Springs. I don't know, like, why? Is is that not where it was supposed to be? Where is it supposed to be? Haven't seen that sort of duck in that part of the world for more than 100 years. So as you can imagine, the nature type people were very excited. Very excited about that. The other bit of quirky news, um, and this one did catch my attention, it's not animal related, it's uh, (laughs) politician related. Susan Lee, the Deputy Leader of the Liberal Party, went into Parliament dressed like Tina Turner. And she really went to town with it. She had a mullet wig, uh, a really risque kind of black dress. I want to say it was like a petticoat. It was. It was. Was it a dress or was it underwear? Yeah, (laughs) kind of looking anyway. (laughs) Uh, It was all on a dare to raise money for cancer treatment in the bush. And to do that, she actually had to get special permission from the Speaker of the House of Representatives because there's very strict dress rules when you go into the chambers of Parliament. What it says is the dress code needs to be uh, neat, clean and decent. It was not any of those things. I've actually been chucked out of the House of Reps chamber for not having a jacket on. Oh, I just had a dress with no sleeves and that was indecent. That in was those indecent. Days. Mm. Okay, that was when not your uh, you weren't a politician, just to be clear. <laughs> just to be really clear. Just a staffer, just a mere, just a, mere a staffer. Very mere staffer yeah. um, as far as the most covered story of the week, um, we're back in economic territory. We sure are. Stream, the media intelligence platform, measures all of these things. Interest rates was number one mm. on the 
list this week. And of course, it's such a major story, but the Reserve Bank, why it was around this week, had their meeting and on Tuesday confirmed another increase. Governor Philip Lowe also spoke at the Financial Review Business Summit. He hinted that there could be a pause on rates going up next month. Hinted. Hinted. Can't confirm that, of course, because there's a lot of data that will come through in the coming mm. month. And of course, we've talked a lot about our economy being very tricky. So they're really measuring it sort of week to week and month to month about making these sorts of decisions. But the thinking is that inflation is starting to come down. So there might be a case to ease off next month. I remember last year, Treasurer Jim Chalmers and others talked about a six month lag between like raising those interest rates and then Australians starting Mm. to feel the pinch. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Economic data, as you said, shows that's starting to happen. I know I'm really nervy about what I spend money on now. I'm being more careful. Yeah, absolutely. And when you've got a family like you do, I'm sure that you feel like you're spending a lot Mm. when you go to the supermarket and paying your bills and all the activities that your family wants to do. I'm just buying for myself. But even I notice that I've got less in my bank account at the end of the month and I haven't splashed out on anything fancy at all. Don't expect any uh, buying recommendations in Squeeze (laughs) Recommends this week. We have not been buying things. On to the story we've been talking about. Claire, as you said, I wasn't around last week. Big thanks to Amanda for stepping up and stepping in uh, to the podcast chair. I'm back. I've been going on for ages about all these tech layoffs. Can you indulge me this week on this one? Yes. It's your (laughs) podcast too. So yes, we can. Okay. So the reason I'm so fascinated with all of this is because as an outsider, someone, you know, working in a startup for years and years, these companies have really seemed invincible. Everyone's just been banging on about how great they are, how wonderful they're High doing, growth. how yeah, their valuations, yeah. you know, all of that. So we're talking, you know, for, for example, the likes of Atlassian, Afterpay, Canva. Long story short, it's what are they calling it? A tech wreck at mm. the moment. It's, you know, a bit dramatic. But um, <laughs> when you look into it, why they're having to lay people off, there are a lot of reasons for why these layoffs are happening. But most of the press releases that these companies are putting out say it's due to strategic changes. Yes. And a big shout out to my friends in corporate comms yeah. who will be navigating these discussions with their companies about exactly how to phrase all of these things. Because long story short, it means that they don't have as much money as they thought they did mm. to do the things that they want to do. So you've got to explain it somehow. Strategic changes is actually pretty correct because what's happening is the environment now is so different to what it was even sort of 6, 12, 18 months ago, Mm. uh, they can't keep making big losses to build their businesses. Uh, The focus really is getting profitable. So it means cutting a lot of costs and a lot of that is staff members. I mean, I guess if we focus on Atlassian this week, what they said in their statement is they made the call to prioritise the most critical work for current and future customers. So think about it this way. A lot of those businesses like Atlassian, which really builds tools for people Mm. to not be in an office, Mm. to work in the cloud. Uh, We had, of course, COVID where a lot of people were doing that. The whole world's changed again. So it's about what the future looks like and it's not what it was in the last couple of years. And it's all through the business pages, in all the papers. So that's sort of the lay of the land when it comes to these tech layoffs. And, of course, there's probably people listening who have been affected by them. Mm. Um, And, you know, that's a nervous time for a lot of people. Really, really tough. So, yeah, a shout-out to you. The other people I want to give a very quick shout-out to Mm. is anyone who lives 
around the Gulf of Carpentaria in those parts of Queensland that are flooding at the moment. Low populations, doesn't yeah. affect a lot of people, but gee whiz, there's been a lot of rain. It's a really good call, Kate, and I'm glad you have because I really wanted to get this in the squiz today this week and we just didn't have a spot mm. for it. Some of these places in the Gulf of Carpentaria have been cut off for weeks, yeah. months even. They can't get on the roads. You can fly in and now they've got an aviation petrol problem. So yeah. it's just epic. The images coming out, someone sent me um, some images of Camerwheel, which is yeah. not even really in the Gulf. It's much yeah, further south. Yeah. It's like 400 kilometres from the Gulf. The whole yeah. of the main street is underwater. It's unbelievable stuff. Mm. They say this system's heading towards, you know, southeast Queensland. A lot of people there want it. They want more rain, but a mm. lot of rain around in Queensland at the moment. So a shout out to anyone listening from there. Yeah, And we know we do have people based up in that part of the yeah. world that listen to the squiz. So just a reminder that we're thinking of you. And Australia is so big. And Australia is so big. <laughs> <laughs> On to what's coming up. Coming up, Claire, you're excited. <laughs> you know I get excited all the time. I'm such an excitable person. <laughs> that and is a bit sarcastic. You are so consistently of the same boring. mood. It's amazing. Boring. No, I, I admire it. <laughs> Look, what I'm excited about, though, a couple of reasons. Purely selfishly, the news cycle can be really unwieldy. So mm. it's always quite exciting coming into a new week and you kind of got your bearings about what's going to be big. Yep. And, of course, we're talking about defence and submarines. Second is just I'm curious about how it's all going to work. So what you're talking about here is that our Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, is going to San Diego yep. on Monday. He's going there with US President Joe Biden, UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak. They're going to announce how we're going to go about getting those nuclear-powered submarines mm. that we've talked about endlessly, it feels like. bit of detail on this announcement already, which is why you're so thrilled. Yeah, exactly. Because just get ahead a little bit, yeah. maybe. We'll see what they confirm on Monday. Uh, look, all of this, of course, is a big deal because of the China threat. Uh, there's been quite a bit in the media this week about that. Mm. Um, it's also a big change for us because we currently don't have the capabilities to even manage a nuclear industry. Uh, in fact, most nations don't. We'll be the seventh country in the world to have this sort of high-tech submarines. You asked me what we should do for Squish Shortcuts this coming week. I think we need to do submarines. Well, we've done submarines. Just submarines? Well, when AUKUS was initially announced, we went into why are submarines a big deal. Yeah, Kate could... rocked into the office one day and went, I don't get submarines. Yeah, it's like, we... let's do it. So we did. But this really is to the nuts and bolts because, of course, when we talk about the strategic environment, it's a lot more clear. Yeah, I think we can probably do a sort of a part two I think so. on that. Yeah. Um, just a reminder, of course, it doesn't mean we're getting nuclear weapons. That's probably the main exactly. thing. I mean, when you hear nuclear, you yeah. think nuclear weapons. It's not what no. this is about. It's about an energy source that these submarines are run on. Yeah, exactly. It still requires a lot of management and a whole capacity about how to deal with those materials. It only costs $100 billion. It's just a drop in the ocean, really, isn't it? <laughs> $100 bill. Here we go. Oh, coming up as well this week, the AFL season starts on Thursday night. That starts, of course, with the traditional Richmond versus Carlton game in Melbourne. Yep. The league's boss, Claire Gilmaglochlin, has been in the news a lot because he stepped down. Mm. Um, they haven't found a replacement for him as yet. I think he's got a couple of weeks left in the job. That's so, what they're saying. Yeah. yeah. Whether, look, you've quit a job months ago. Are you turning up to the office? Well... I don't know. Uh, who knows? And we don't know. Lots of speculation about who will take that role. A few other things. Public holiday on Monday for anyone in Tassie, the ACT, Victoria or South Australia. Mm. 
That's like half. Well, well done to you. I know. Good on you. On Wednesday, a new season of Ted Lasso drops. Yeah. Lots of people excited about that. St. Patrick's Day on Friday. So chance to drink some green Guinness. Not an official public holiday, but a lot <laughs> of people will be taking that holiday. Off. Yeah. And it's the Oscars on Monday morning, our time, Claire. That brings us to Squeeze Recommends. Very nicely done. The Oscars, Claire, we know squeezes. We know you and I like yep. a red carpet gallery here at the Squeeze. Actually, Siobhan Maura McFarlane oh. was the champion of red carpet she galleries. She really was. Oh, Siobhan, shout out to you <laughs> at home with your new baby. You and Alice talked about that yeah. in the Squeeze Today podcast this week. Um, we'll be thinking of you on Monday morning as the red carpet gallery start to roll in. <laughs> um, aside from the frocks and the suits and everything in between, it's fierce competition. Yeah, it really is. And all of that is outlined in this really great new York Times long read. It's headlined Inside the Blood Sport of Oscars Campaigns. Uh, it's not new news that movie producers in the big studios uh, create these campaigns to have their work recognised by the Academy. Uh, but there's a new angle on it this year. That's because Andrea Riseborough, who's an actress, uh, she's been nominated for Best Actress. And that came out of the blue. And what I'm supposed to ask you is who she is. I have no <laughs> idea, but that's actually the point. Yeah. And look, she's She's been in some pretty big movies, but she's not a widely mm. known big-time actress. Her film for this time around is called To Leslie. It's about an alcoholic West Texan lottery winner. Um, the movie has earned less than $50,000 at the box office. Mm. Um, so that's raised a lot of questions about lobbying of the judges, oh. which is banned, um, and it's a problem for the Academy. They say they're going to fix it in time for next year's awards. I don't know. Surely that's what it's all about, a campaign to, to totally. win an Oscar, of course. But, I mean, I don't know anything about it, so sorry for anyone who might be listening We're from assuming. Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we've got many listeners totally. in Hollywood. Maybe. Yeah. I think so. I don't know. <laughs> um, that's our reading recommendation for this week. It's good yeah. context around the Oscars. I was looking at the nominee list for Best Picture and I have not seen one of the films. How bad is that? Oh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Yeah, I need to see that. I don't know whether you'd like that actually. Okay. It's a bit wacky. I can do wacky. It's wacky in a good way. Okay, Jay, that's it. Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, yeah. okay, right. It's pretty exciting. Okay, and you've seen All Quiet on the Western Front as well, which <sighs> I tried to watch and I just. A bit too. I, just yeah. a bit much. It's very sad. And I still haven't seen Elvis. Oh. I saw that too over the Christmas holidays. And? I doled that up. I loved it. I thought it was terrific, but okay. I love all of Baz Luhrmann stuff. Really? I yeah. thought you didn't like musicals and things. Well, but it's not like, it's not like. I'm surprised. Talk, talk, talk. Now we're singing like we're talking. Talk, oh, talk, talk. okay, now right. You, yeah. you like the creativity of Baz exactly. Luhrmann, but you just and don't Elvis's like. And Elvis's yeah. music is just incredible. So. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. I okay. thought, what's his name? Austin Butler. I thought yeah. he was amazing. He is not nominated as well. We'll make sure we put the full list in your episode notes if you really want to get across that. Claire, the thing that caught my eye last week was the commentary around this TikTok filter called Bold Glamour. So mm. we've kind of got a watching recommendation on yeah. this, I guess, as well. Um, basically a news report explaining what this is. Yeah, It's quite unbelievable. There is no way of actually telling that it's a filter when you see it on TikTok, on someone's face. Mm. Um, it makes you look like you've got makeup on and accentuates the apparently best features of your face. Look, all of the images I've seen, it makes you look like an entirely different person. Yeah. Like really a different person. Like when it's gone from this is what I actually look like to this is what it looks like with the filter. It's not the same person. Well, so, it's, it's AI yeah. technology and, I mean, we've had a little 
chat about where that's going. But yeah. you can poke and prod your face and it doesn't yeah. move and it doesn't look yeah. – it looks like a real yeah. face. But lots um, of questions, of course, how that plays into, you know, self-esteem, exactly. particularly for women uh, and whether these filters have just gone too far. There's a link in your episode notes so you can see it in action for yourself. Um, finally, heaps of announcements kicking around this week off the back of International Women's Day. That's a, a big week of people doing stuff for women. Yeah. Um, one that caught my eye was an announcement by a cyber CX. This is a bit out of left field, but there's a reason <laughs> why we're telling people about it yep. um, today because we think it's quite relevant to our audience. Um, they're a cybersecurity company. Yep. They have announced that they'll be taking into their training academy a female-only cohort. Yeah, so, of course, we talk a lot about skill shortages, mm. particularly in that tech space. Uh, there's a big shortage of cyber professionals, not just in Australia, but around the world. Um, there's even a bigger shortage of female cyber professionals. Mm. So Cyber CX are trying to remedy that uh, with this intake of people to try and skill them up. Yeah. And we should say that we do know a few people at Cyber CX, but that's not why we're mentioning it. As I said, the reason we wanted to talk about it today is that they're particularly interested in women who are looking for a career change or career transition to allow for part-time hours or flexible working hours. And it feels like there might be a few people listening who are, you know, interested in working this way. Yeah, it's so clever. And it's been a bit of a topic of conversation. Um, of course, getting women into the workforce, mm. exactly how we engage women who do have family and caring responsibilities, um, women who just want to work part-time because that's how they want to live their lives. So more flexible options, it's got to be a good thing. Yeah, this is an example of that in action. And I should add the most important part is you need no experience and it's open to anyone. What a great opportunity. What a great opportunity. We'll pop a link to that in your episode notes alongside everything else. Uh, and our recommendations are all in our Saturday Squiz newsletter as well. If you're not signed up to it, head to our website and sign up. Squiz Press. Squiz Press, Claire, you and Amanda very kindly talked about this last week. How Far We've Come um, is out now, our yep. new podcast series hosted by Alice Dempster of the Squeeze Today podcast. Um, it looks at the big moments for women on the path to financial equality, I guess. Yep. And look, the series is just this sort of idea that leans into what we know our audience likes. Mm. You're smart people, you want to be informed. We're talking a lot about economics at the moment. We talk a lot about women's financial empowerment. So this is the backstory to all of that. When you've got the context, you know exactly what all of these current stories mean. And you can make better decisions about things. Yeah. That's the idea, whether it be news or money or whatever it might be. Got to put my commercial hat on. I'm allowed to in Squeeze <laughs> yeah. Press. That's Look, what we'll it's give for. You, you're asking a lot of this podcast, <laughs> but yes, we, we can do that. NGS Super is our partner on this. They've been so great to work for. We've really enjoyed making this series with them. We'd love to do more of these with other brands. So for anyone out there listening in corporate comms, marketing, PR, if you like what we've done with How Far We've Come and we've got five more episodes and newsletters to roll out over the coming weeks, get in touch. And I reckon, Kate, they can email you directly. Oh, yeah. Kate at thesquiz.com.au. I am all ears. Have a great weekend, everyone. It's great to be back on the podcast this week and we will chat to you again next week. <laughs> <laughs>